The Spirit of God wants you to know this. When you come to the house of God, what are you expecting? So most Christians go to church just to go. They are not expecting anything to happen. They are not expecting anything to change in their situation. They're just going to church. And that's what the Spirit of God is saying tonight. What are you expecting God to do for you tonight? Or you're just here in service just to say, I was in church on Wednesday night. You cannot go into the presence of the king, of kings, and come away the same. That's not right. And that's what's happening in the church. We come to God with our problems. We, we worship him. We believe he was with us. Because the Bible says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now, if I ask you that if you can truly see Jesus in person sitting among us here tonight, and you can have a little conversation with him, will your life still be the same? Your answer will be, uh-uh. So it's because you can't see him in person. That's why you go back home with the same problems you came with without expecting anything to change. And that's why we don't see these things. Because we're not expecting anything from him. Those who came to Jesus when he was here in person, they came with a lot of expectancy. They, they were sure if they could get to him, and if they could get to his, get his attention in any situation, that situation has got to change. If they can get his ears, they know they're going to be free. But we come to the presence of the King of Kings and expect absolutely nothing to change in our situation. And he allows it because be it unto you according to your faith. That's where I'm going to start tonight. Father, speak to us by your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Jesus has come into the world with a spiritual law that is operating up till today. It's very simple. A simple spiritual law because everything that Jesus speaks is a law. It's a law that affects every human that's living on the earth. And affects the whole universe. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9 verse 29, Let it be to you according to your faith. That's the law. According to how you're believing. According to what you expect. It's not up to God. It's up to you what you are expecting God to do for you. And now, God is willing to do anything for anyone. All we have to do is ask. So when we come into his presence, we must come believing my situation is going to change. Why, do, why else go to his presence with this same issue, the same problem in your life, and not expect any miracle? God is a miracle worker. He loves to do miracles. Miracles bring him glory. Miracles turn people who are against him, for him. 
But we have to come expecting God to change our situations. The situation cannot be the same. There was a woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years. And the Bible says she heard about Jesus. And she came to the conclusion, if I can get to him, my 12 years old problem is over. Just let me get to him. But we think that as long as maybe that's what's going on, we can't see him. So we don't expect anything. But Jesus says, he's better for you. If you don't see me, and you still believe. The miracle is even bigger. If you don't see me, and still accept my person. That's pleasing to the Father. When you don't see me, that's what he said. Now, Thomas, you believe because you've seen me. But the one who is truly blessed, he's the one who believes, even without seeing. And that's what the problem is for us today in the church. We don't expect anything. It's like we're dealing with a God that's dead. We're dealing with a God that can affect our situation, cannot change our situation, cannot do a miracle in our lives. And that's the way we come to church. And so not, we see nothing, and, and we're constantly thinking, everything for the Christian is natural. It's not supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be that way. We are just to, preaching out of my message, <laughs> we are just too natural. For God's liking. We're just too natural. We don't expect anything supernatural anymore. And unbelievers, this is just, a word, it's just words. I'm crying out in my heart, God, believe me, I like to see miracles. I like to see situations change. And your situation tonight can change. Right where you're sitting... The Lord God Almighty can enlighten you and change your situation by a miracle. He is a miracle worker. You can't sit back there thinking nothing is going to change. It's been 12 years now and nothing has changed. Well, because you allowed it. Go to the King of Kings. And the Bible says we can come boldly into the presence of the King of Kings. That's Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19. We can come boldly having the blood of Jesus and we have, his, we have audience with him. And you cannot leave his presence empty handed. It just doesn't happen. When God releases you, he releases you with his blessings. He even said, you as a preacher, many of us don't know the power we have. As ministers, we don't know what we have. We don't even understand these things. We don't accept those, these things. We just think we're just ordinary. But Jesus said, when you go out preaching, and you go into a home, say to that home, peace be unto this home. And because you are a believer, and a messenger for, from Christ, when you speak that word into that home, and there is a man of peace in that home, that accepts that word, this peace from God comes into that home. That means you are a carrier of peace. Why don't you have peace in your own life then? <laughs> you are a carrier of peace. As a servant of God, you carry peace. Peace is a part of your life. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Amen. So you as a believer, 
you carry the peace of God everywhere you go. And if you speak it into a home, your peace goes into into that home and takes all the unrest out of the home just because you as a servant of God spoke those words. But believers don't expect anything. They are living in just the ordinary. They expect nothing supernatural. And when they see anything that looks a little supernatural, they, oh yeah. And then they put the person in the pedestal. That great man of God. Where is he? You are. You are the great woman of God. You have Jesus inside of you. You can do the same. Stop looking at people. The, the same anointing is there with you. You can do exactly the same thing. You are a child of God. You have accepted Jesus into your life. It wasn't half Jesus that came into your life, right? It was full Jesus that came in when you invited him. Why don't you let him be Jesus in you? Now you have to believe. Two cannot work together unless they are in agreement. You don't agree with him. You think in natural, but he is supernatural. You think in all the natural ways for things to happen. He is thinking of all the supernatural ways for things to change in your life. You got to agree with him for these things to take place in your life. We are not ordinary. And that's why I believe I said last time that Satan is so afraid of us. <laughs> He's so afraid of us. We don't realize that. He is so scared of us. The greatest fear is for you to know who you are in Christ and what you can do in His name. You get in the room and He's nervous. He knows trouble is come. And if you decide you want to speak, He knows this might be the end of me in this situation. If He's been oppressing at home and you show up and decide to speak and to pray, that's crisis for Satan. This, that's real crisis. Something is about to change. Just your presence in a home can transform that home. But we Christians don't know this. And we're constantly living in the natural. We are being harassed, kicked about by the devil who is supposed to be under our feet. He's kicking us and harassing us. Some of us are giving him testimonies of how great his touch are in our family. How, what is, what is doing? The devil is killing my child. The devil, why can't you stop him? You got the power. Jesus gave, he said, I gave, I give you power over all the powers of the enemy. Power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all, not some, all of the power of the enemy. And he says, nothing shall by any means, can you say the word for me, with me? By any means, by any means, they can pass around you to hurt you. Nothing, nothing, nothing means nothing. Not finances, nothing. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. If we believe God's word. You just don't have to listen to what people, our greatest trouble is what people are saying to us. And sometimes our worst enemies are those of our own household. Now, when I use the word household, we're talking about people in the church. They tell you things to bring doubt into your heart. Who do you think you are? Somebody said to me, please don't even compare yourself with those people. 
those people are. So now the same person, a human being born by a woman just like me, you're telling me because of whatever they are, I can never even mention their name that God can do ex- the same kind of thing in, in, in my life as is done in their life. No, you don't want to go there. Don't even go there. That's the way they believe. Little me. And they want you to be little me with them. Don't ever talk that way. Well, if you never talk that way, you never get there. You never get there. Because God will give you the desires of your heart. As long as you keep talking, you know, scratching, that's what you're going to be. You will not only be at the bottom of the barrel, you will be under the barrel itself. Because of your words. Because you don't recognize what God has done for you. Be it unto you according to how you're believing. If you believe that life is going to be bad for you, that's what exactly what God will protect that. He'll make sure you get that bad life that you want. If you believe that your situation will change, that's the law. Your situation will definitely change. God will stand behind His Word. God watches over His Word to perform His Word. And if you believe in the Word, God says, watch out now. Look at that lady there. She's talking that Word. It seems like she's going to act on it. And we're not going to stand back and let this Word fail. Because if we let that fail, this woman, this my child, is not going to trust me anymore. We can't let that happen. And as you keep talking, and as you keep believing that you believe God's going to make you this, God saying, now angels, make sure you watch that once they step, make sure they don't sink, not a bit. Not one bit. That's why when Peter stepped out of the boat, uh, he didn't sink a little bit. If, if, if you just think about it, if I were Peter and I stepped out of the boat and I sank up to this place, I'm getting back in the boat real fast. But he didn't sink at all. He walked. He walked. Because when he said to Jesus, can I come? Jesus was going to give the word and the angels, everything. Let's make that thing solid for him to walk. And the only thing that made him think was because he changed his mind. He says, how come I listen to this carpenter? He went natural. You know what I mean? I know about, I know about the sea. I'm a fisherman. He is a carpenter. I know he's the son of God. I can do this. I'm not going to be able to. What, why did I listen? He started to think. Because you got supernatural words. And then Satan also began to speak to him through his senses, through the wind and the waves that he could see and feel. And he listened to his feelings. And turned his back on the, against what the, the word of God come. And he began to think. That's happening every day in the lives of Christians. Mm-hmm. It's happening every day. You're trying to believe God. And then you see all the circumstances. I'm, I hear, I'm so tired of listening to this. Don't show you every person that they believe is much greater than you. And that suffered the same situation. And they say to you, who do you think you are? This other minister went through that. This happened to that person. And this happened to that person. And now your faith is sinking. Because you're thinking, that man is holier than I am. I just started. 
So how am I going to be able to make it? I decide, I'm not least I have nobody, I have nothing to prove to anybody. I'm going to stay with the book. Let the book make me. If the book cannot make me, let it break me. Whatever the book needs to do, let that book do, to, do that to me. I'm not going to... You can judge what you want. That's your business. I'm going to stay with the book. And that should be for every one of us. Stay with the book. Stay with what God says. Not your circumstances. Your circumstances, I've often said this, your circumstances speak to you all the time. He's yeah. never silent. Even in your sleep, your circumstances speaking to you and preaching to you and telling you all the things that you are, go- you are about to suffer and you've been suffering. And you even have nightmares about your situation. And he allows that. But then the Word of God is also speaking to you. He's telling you, <laughs> all things are possible to him that believes. He is telling, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And then your circumstance is saying, just like Satan spoke to Eve, did God say? And then he says, yes, it happened to them, but you are different, okay? You are a little different. He loves them, but your case is different. You are one of those that God has chosen uh, uh, to suffer this. And so Christians believe a lie. And every time you believe a lie, you die. Every time you believe Satan's word, in any circumstance in your life, death comes into it. That's the truth. Every time you accept Satan's lie, just like he did with Eve and the Garden of Eden, Every time you accept Satan's lie against God's word, in that area of your life, you die. It's hard to get back. And every time you receive the word of God, and believe it, light and life comes into it. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are what? Spirit is living. The words that I speak, they are spirit And they are life. Giving life to that thing that is troubling you. It was dying, now he comes back alive. May start off as a little baby. Amen? But begins to grow as you feed it with the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. So how else should we live if I don't eat I'm going to get very skinny in die, right? God says you need your food. But to really live, you need the word of God. If you really want to make it in life, don't depend on what's happening out there, the lies that are out there. Depend on what God says in his word. And watch what God will do for you. You know, I've listened to many preachers. And sometimes, every preacher, listen to them. Some of the great ones, the ones that are in the land. Let them tell you their story. You'll be shocked. You will really be shocked. And it's not just for them. It's every single believer. It's not because of them. It's not because they are preachers. This is the same thing for every Christian. Many of you know about T.D. Jakes. But none of, maybe many of you didn't know that there was a time he was going to quit. 
He had made up his mind. I'm going to this conference. This is my last conference, pastor's conference. After this, that's the end. I'm tired. I can't continue to do this. It doesn't work. This is it. I'm, it's over. Why? Discouraging situations in his life. But God was merciful. He heard the word of God. He pulled himself back together. And he says, I'll keep going again. And look at where he is today. Look at where he is today. I read about Kenneth Higgin. He said, he said that's why I got the word from a barrel. He said, he said, I was not only scratching the bottom of the barrel, I was under the barrel. <laughs> that's how bad things were for him. You read about Frederick Price. He couldn't buy a television. He rented a television to watch in his home. He couldn't pay for the television. They repossessed his television. <laughs> Think about it. These are stories of men. Think about it. But they endured. They changed their minds. They decided, according to, listen to all of these people, they decided no matter what's going on there, I'm going to act like this book. Israel. I'm not going to listen to the rest of the world. Whatever he says, that's what I'm going to do. And guess what? God saw that and said, hey, watch out for that kid. You angels now, pay attention because this guy, he's serious. We got to work with this son. We found one. <laughs> Amen. We found one. Have you heard the scripture where the Bible says, when one sinner repents, there's joy in the midst. That's what I believe. Whenever a Christian decides, even if he kills me, I'm going to live by this book. Now, let me tell you something. God does not settle every other week, bi-weekly, or every month. At the end of the month, you know, when you do something, you paid at the end of the month. Or two weeks, you're paid. Or after a year, they give you your bonus. God doesn't act that way. It, 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 when you are sowing, he's going to show up at a time. His season is so different from us. Most people give up before the payday, before payday comes. They give up. And so they don't get their payday. That's the issue. Those people started and they'll tell you, it was not easy. And things went the other way. But they decided, I'm staying with that book. If it doesn't work, I'm gone. That's okay. I'm going to stay. And guess what? God carried them. God doesn't settle every week. You see, God will not begin to act the next week because you started today. It may be a year later. And this is really dangerous because you can be acting silly and everything is still going well. It's like God... <coughs> Excuse me. I heard the preacher say this. If you don't do this, God's going to do this. Well, I've been doing the other thing and nothing's happened. Everything is working well. That's dangerous. He doesn't settle. You may not be paying your tithe for a long time and everything is going well. And so you're tempted to think the preacher's just talking. This stuff, uh-uh. I'm not paying and I'm doing good. Two years can go by and one day on payday. Now, if you've been doing what's right, when payday comes, make sure you're around. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you show up because it's going to be big. But if you have been sowing, 
the wrong kind of seed. When payday comes, believe me, you don't want to be around. It's not going to be easy. That's the thing about God. Abraham was called when he was 75 years. Remember? It's like God was going to give him a child 25 years later. That's a long time. That's a, he doesn't settle. He doesn't settle, you know, just next week. You started today, so the result next week. He's watching you. From time to time, as you, if you walk with him, from time to time, the way I know, he will encourage you when things are down. He will come and say, keep it up, son, you're faithful. Oh, daughter, you're doing right. Don't worry about it. I know things, that's the way he is. He, he did that with Abraham. He encouraged Abraham, he talked to him. He says, not that one, your wife's going to give you a son. And he's going to say, oh, just bless Ishmael. He says, no, not Ishmael. And then he will encourage him. You understand what I'm saying? He encourages him, and you will think next year is going to happen. No. It doesn't work that way. And that's where Christians are having difficulty. But you make up your mind. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And decide, I'm going to stay serving God no matter what. But I, get, I tell you this. God says, I didn't say to the children of the sons of Jacob to serve the Lord in vain. You cannot serve God in vain. He's going to show up big. When the season comes, and the time comes, those who have been laughing, they will not be laughing anymore. Because God can change your situation in one year. What you have been trying to do in 25 years and have had no success. In one year, God can transform your situation. When people look, they will say, oh my God, what happened here? And I've often said this. What happened? They ask you, what have you been doing? And you say to them, uh, it's not me, it's the Lord. They know, they'll tell you, we know it's not you. Because you don't look like you are really smart. Tell us the secret. <laughs> Tell us what you're doing. This Lord that you're talking about, we want to know more about Him. Because there is no way, we know you, we know how much you've been scratching. It just, look, everything is turning out well. Your kids are doing well now. Everything. And you tell them, it's the Lord. They say, yeah, we know that. Tell us how you got to this Lord. We want to know Him. That's the testimony. That's how beautiful. Don't get discouraged. That's what the Bible says. Don't be weary in what? In well-doing. Because in due time, you will reap if you don't give up. Many Christians give up before they get there. They give up before they get there. They don't see results two weeks later. It's like a McDonald's thing. God, you better hurry now. I need my, my Big Mac. If you don't give it to me, I'm gone. That's the way they do it. Their prayer is like eating real cereal when they have to be at work really and they get running late. Real fast. God, you better do it now or I'm gone. I'll look for somebody else. And God says, I can't deal with this one. He's double-minded. A double-minded person, God says, God is the one that determines who is double-minded. 
He knows that you are double-minded. And he says, I cannot do business with this person. Don't hate you. He just knows, I can't trust this person. They are double-minded. They won't stick to it. When it gets tough, they quit. So I'm not going to go with this person. I can't give this person responsibility. I can't put great wealth in their hands because before long, they'll turn against me. I know them. But he said of Abraham, I know him. Remember that? Genesis 18. I know him. He will command his children to follow my way. I know him. I know his person. Why? Because he has tried him. He had tried him. Tell him to take Isaac? Yes. I know him. I know his character. He's not going to quit on me. God is expecting you to stand up. You know, the Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God was suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. It's not fighting with God to get it. It's just standing your ground and letting Satan know, I know what's mine and you're not going to get it from me. I'm going to get what God's given to me and nobody's going to take it from me. I don't care what they're saying. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what my bank account says. I don't care what's happening in my home. God is with me. He's going to be well. I can rejoice. I can shout about it because God is with me. I'm going to make it. I'm not going down. I was going down. But today I got the truth and the truth is setting me free. Life's going to be great. I'm going to do well in life. They listen to you and they're saying, he's losing his mind. His problems is driving him crazy. But before they know, God be turning that situation around. Now they are not laughing. When they start coming to you secretly, please pray for my problems. That means they've got it. They know something is happening. That's the way this thing is all about. God is a living God. He's not dead God. There are no gods out there. If you don't know God, you need to know Him. When you get to know God, He's going to make you. Nobody's going to stop you. Nobody's going to stand in His way. All you have to do is find favor with God. And once you find favor with Him, He stays with you. God is a, is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He stays with you all the way till the end. He's not going to let you go. Yes, you may fail, but he's, he's the one that's going to say he stays with you. He'll stay with your children. Even to the 10th generation, he remembers how he worked with you. And after you're gone, he's following after your kids just to be faithful to you because you served him with faithfulness. And you never turned your back against him. Never turned your back against him. Yes, you failed. You did things that offended him, but yes, you are a friend to him. He loves you. And he's going to stay with you. And he'll stay faithful to you, to your account, your family, your gener- generations after you. The Bible says even to the 10th generation, God still remembers his son. He remembers his servant, his, son, his daughter. He stays with you. That's how faithful the God that we serve him. But if you don't believe him, if you don't trust him, you dishonor him. When you begin to speak your problems more than the word the Bible says, you're dishonoring him. That's why the Bible says your words in Malachi, he says your words are stout against me. Your words, what you're saying, they're stout against me. You are strong against me because I say this and you say the other thing and you act the other way. So you, you are against me. You are turning yourself to be my enemy even though you are in the house of God. And he cannot walk with a person like that. You can't be double-minded. 
You have to make up your mind. God's, gonna, God's at work in my life. No matter what's happening, I'm going to make it. Can I hear that with you? I'm going to make it. Say that with me. I'm going to make it. The Lord God is with me. Say it with me. God is with me. And I've often said this here, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not, why will I not want when God is my shepherd? There may be symptoms of, what, of want. But God has, it's not something to just recite. It's true. If you have made God your shepherd, you will never know want. There may be seeming want, but when God stands, when you need it, He'll give to you. He'll take care of you. He's very faithful. That's why I believe when the appointed time comes, God will be there for you. It's so amazing the way God does His things. You would have thought in the area where Jesus turned water into wine. Why didn't the miracle take place before the critical time when they were out of wine and everybody was anxious? God gets you to that place where you're wondering, what am I going to do? And then you remember, He's here, we got to go to Him. And then He gives you the miracle. Now you got too much of wine, I mean, and the best of wine. You're asking, man, I wish we went to him earlier. Well, you didn't. Amen. But that's the way God is. When the children of Israel had nothing, and you remember those lepers? And they were walled up in the city, and the people were eating dung. And those lepers said, if we stay here, we're going to die. If we go to them, uh, they might accept us and we might leave. But then the feet of those lepers turned into a great army and the people ran. These, these soldiers ran for their lives and left all their stuff back there. But why did God allow them to go through all of those difficulties before? We never know these things. But you got to believe. You can't act like the soldier who said, even if God opens the windows of heaven, what you're saying is not going to happen. He said, well, you'll see it with your own eyes, but you will not partake of it. Why? Because of your own belief. It's time to start believing God. It's time to start believing for a miracle. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. I can't tell what's going on in your life. I know what's happening in my life, amen? I can't tell what's going on, but the principle is the same. I said to us last week, there is Jesus and the principles is given to us. Jesus will take you to heaven. We live by the principles he's left for us. That's for the earth. You can call on Jesus all you want. (laughs) He hears you. But he says, do what the Word says. Believe the Word. Believe the principles. Act on the principle. Find scriptures that address your situation and believe them. And then call on Him based on what you know from the scriptures. Like the Bible says, bring your strong arguments. Give me those reasons why God should deliver you. You tell God, you see, your Word says, you are my shepherd, I cannot know one. So why is, why is this happening? God, this cannot happen. 
Satan, you better get out of the way because I'm telling you, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to my God. There's got to be provision for me. Now, so you get out of the way. don't want to listen to you. God, today. See, that's what your word says. I like Ezekiah. You know the man Ezekiah? When God told him that, you say, well, that's the will of God. The Lord give it. The Lord take it away. God has said, I'm going to die, so prepare my house to die. The guy said, no, I don't want to die. God, no. I've been doing good stuff. Why you take my life? I'm sick. I just want to live. And the, God said to Isaiah the prophet, go right back. I changed my mind. Can you change God's mind when you are tenacious and you believe him that he can heal you? The man was sick. He believed God can both heal him and help him to live long. He says, no God, you can't do that to me. I've been a good boy to you, okay? You can't just kill me now. I want to live. Please let me live. And he cried to God. I like that story because the prophet hadn't even gotten back to his house. When God says, hey, go back. Go right back. I'm going to make that son come back. This is so exciting to me that he believed me this way. I'm going to bring it back a little bit. I'm going to give him 15 years. I'm going to give him. For a man, God giving a huge sign like that. He said, well, it was the king. The Bible says you are kings and priests. God did it for Ezekiel. He'll do the same for me. He's not just the God of the Old Testament. He's, the God, he's my God today. Amen. He's your God today. The same God. I thank God, son. I, God, I can't believe. The same God that worked with David. You're working with me today in my time. This is exciting. I tell God I'm happy about it. It's joy just to have that same God that worked with Peter. That worked with Paul. That worked with Solomon. I get the same God. Think about it. He's there in my life. I can talk to him. What can be better than that in life? I got it made. Amen. I don't care how, what, what your a person's opinion might be. I got it made. I got it made. I believe I really got it made. You got it made. Because you got Jesus in your life. You, say, you have the same God of Solomon in your life. You need wisdom, he'll give you wisdom. You need a p- powerful dream, he'll give you just like he gave to Joseph. There is no the God, is not a respecter of persons. You are the one limiting the Holy One of Israel because you will not believe Him. You are living in the natural. But the Bible says, that which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is... Why don't you live like you're a spirit man? You can't be scratching and begging and being a child of God. You can talk to Him. I don't need the pastor to pray for me. I can pray for myself. I remember going to this meeting before I got married. I guess my mother was really anxious at this time because I was getting older and I wasn't picking any woman. <laughs> and she was anxious. She says, there is a prophet that's, that's going to be praying for people today. And I, this was years back, probably 1988. That was long before I met Angela. And uh, my mom didn't, but I knew she was very concerned because I got this young, I was into ministry a lot. And these things, I, I wasn't concerned about those things. And she knew it. She says, what's wrong with him? He's getting older and he's not worried about it. So she went to this meeting and invited me and forced me to go with her. And we sat down there and the man was praying for different, you know, things and asking them to come. I got upset with what was going on because I saw them, 
bring um, gallons of water to church for the pastor, this man, to pray over so that they can take home and, and bathe with the water for anointing. And I said, that's, that's crazy. I don't need to bathe with water that he prays over. I, I can pray for myself. I don't need any water. So I was not happy with what was going on. And I was shocked to see that everybody was bringing their, their barrels of water and stuff for him to pray over. And so when, then the man said, announced, he said, now I want to pray for those who are looking for a mate. My mother said, ma'am, my son, that's your opportunity. Go up. I told my mom, see, you see, you see this? He's got math. I got math also. He can pray. I can pray. If God listens to him, I, he, he, he doesn't know what I want. I know what I want. He won't pray the way I want to pray. He won't cry out the way I want to cry out for what I want. So why should I go with him to pray this is little prayer for me? I can pray. And I, I, Mama can tell I was angry. Because of the barrels of water and all of that stuff, I was so angry, everybody thought, and I, I wasn't, my voice wasn't low because I was angry. I said, who is he to pray for me? What does he make himself to be? I don't need his prayer. I can pray for myself. I walked out of that place. I prayed for myself. I got the best. Amen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't need the pastor praying for you. You got the same Jesus. If you listen to pastor, I'll listen to you. If you need to know his word, and you stay with his word, he will never fail you. It may appear like he's failing you, but stay still. That's why the Bible says, be still and know. Be still and know. Because your situation is going to change. If you trust him. Amen? That was my message prepared tonight. I didn't prepare. But I got to speak from my heart. And I pray that God has touched your heart tonight. Because God wants to do something unusual in your life. You got to believe God. You can't come being the same all the time. Something's got to change. Tell yourself something's got to change. If it's bad, you don't want it, God can change it. Let's believe God for a change. God is not happy when you're sad. No father will be. When you're going through something difficult, Yes, maybe you cursed it, but God can still have mercy and forgive you and take you to a higher place. I like the way T.L. Osborne says it. When you cry out to him, he says, yes, son, that's okay now. Let's forget talking about that. Just let me a little, come a little closer to you. Put your hand in my hand. Okay, let's go together. I like that. That's the way the Father, he is merciful and loving. He wants to take us to the height. He wants us to be the light of the world. And the salt of the earth. That's his desire. That's why he said to us, You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. I want to believe that. I want to believe he meant what he said. And I know he did. But let it happen to me. Let me somehow not be just a light here in the Ark Fellowship. I want to be out there. I want God to use me. I want God before it's all over, let somehow, some part of his world, know that he lives inside of me. You will meet with opposition, that's true. But don't let those things stop you. Stay focused. Stay with him. He'll get you there. Amen?
stand with me tonight. One with God. Much more than the majority. One with God. That's the majority. And it will always be good. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. Whatever that situation is in your life, put your finger on it tonight and say, I'm telling you, it's going to change. I know the truth. It's going to change. I don't care what you do. I don't care how long it's been. This situation is going to change. It's going to turn out for the best for me. Because I've put God in the equation. God is now part of this equation. And my situation cannot be. If Jesus is alive and he is, my situation is going to change. It's going to be transformed. That's your portion tonight as you pray before the Lord. I say that to you as a servant of God in the name of Jesus. That's your portion tonight. Your situation that's been holding you back for these many years. That situation I rebuke tonight. That situation is going to change tonight by the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, your situation is going to change tonight. Don't come to the house of God expecting nothing. We're serving a risen Christ. And He's able to change your situation where you are standing. You don't have to say too many words. Just say, God, I believe you. My situation is going to change. I'm going to stay with my God. And my situation will change. He's going to transform my situation. That's what God wants to do tonight. I believe that's what, why He's here with us tonight. Where two or three are gathered together, I am there in the midst of them. If you shall agree concerning anything, just two. He says, my Father will do it for them. He wants His name glorified in your life. And it's only when He's done good things in your life that His name is glorified. And I'm declaring to you tonight that God wants to do those good things that you are looking for in your life. So that your, his name will be glorified in your life. That's the God of the Bible. That's the God of Abraham. That's the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the God who hung on the cross for us. So that we can have life. And have it more abundantly. That's the God we serve. He is a good God. He will never forget you. He says, I will never forsake you. I will never leave you alone. I will always be there. In other words, you can never be lonely. God said in Isaiah 54, I will not even allow you to suffer shame. I will be there with you. You will not suffer shame. No disgrace for anyone that's standing here before God tonight. There will be no disgrace upon your life. No shame will come upon you. Those things that the enemy has placed on your life for shame, God's going to take that and turn it into glory for your life. Amen? Father God, I thank you. We stand on your word tonight and trust in you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that you love us and you have sprinkled us with your blood and the blood of Jesus that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Jesus is upon us saying to every evil thing, Passover, Passover, Passover. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.